1: NTK from the LFC Trippers. that means no transfer knowledge. The transfer show, where we have no insider knowledge on any transfer anywhere in the world, but we talk about a lot of them anyway. We give our viewers, um, we get loads of views from the chat, and we take it from there for an hour or so. With me tonight, Kev, uh, Matt and Ash, and they're going to go through a list of names that I've, I've done a list, so there you go. Um, best boy. Uh, but um, if there's people on that list that are or not on that list when I I go through them, and you're in the chat and there's another name you wanted to talk about, absolutely throw it out towards the end and we will discuss them quickly. Kev, how are you? Muted. (laughs) Kev's muted. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Kev, you've broken yourself. Uh, I'll leave Kev for a second. Ma, how are you?
0: I'm good, good. Just uh, finished a long day of travel, getting back from the Canadian Grand Prix last night at about three in the morning. So took the day off work and ready to do this.
1: Okay. Um, Canadian Grand Prix. How was it?
0: It was good. It was rainy is all hell for qualifying, but it was a gorgeous day for the race on Saturday. And, uh, Leclerc put on a pretty good show coming from the back of the pack to finish in fifth. So got to see some buddies. I haven't seen in a while and, uh, took in the best of the Montreal nightlife.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Ash, how are you? Oh, good. Thanks mate.
2: Yeah. Busy on the work. It just seems like every day seems to be the same old stuff, but well, getting one week closer to the football season, more 72 moves. days
1: until the transfer win- the window 72 ends. According days. To Kev.
2: Yeah. 72 days by the man himself. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm all good there, mate. Thanks for asking.
1: Good stuff. Kev, this time, how are this you?
3: Time. I'm good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Busy day today by the look of things. A lot of business being done now this week. Hmm. Uh, it Looks like clubs want to get their arse in gear and have players in and out. They're pre for early they, I think they just want to get it done? And done. they know it's a short preseason as it is. So if you're going to get any business done, this is the week. You know, you want to get moves over the line, players moved into houses and ready for a preseason preseason tours to start. It's not long now. You know, mm-hmm. our first our first game is not what Singapore.
1: Twelfth
3: of July. Twelfth of July. Mm-hmm. It's not far away. You know, it's only a few more weeks. Three weeks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that so was so back last weekend. on the first. Yeah, that's it. you want to see these deals start to get over the line now.
1: Good stuff. Um, Arch says a lot of players are leaving now. Nico's next, hoping there will be a midfielder signing. We we'll talk about midfielders again uh, towards <laughs> the end of the show. I, I, I even tried to bring it into the last night's show. Um, to, I suppose. Give my shout on it. Um, I'll, I'll do it again later, and all the lads can do the same. Um, let's start though with um, as Bonkers has put in here. And others, in fairness, uh, fifteen million pound, fifteen point five million pound deal. Liverpool have agreed with Monaco for the transfer of Takimino, Minamino. Um, Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, a lot of people upset because it's. 11 payments over fucking three years or something, whatever it is. But um, look, at the end of the day, uh, Minamino leaves Liverpool. Um, Liverpool doubled their money on him. Um, they paid 7.5 or 7.75 million for him. Um, going back two and a half years now, I think it is. Um, but Matt, surprised to see him go? Sad to see him go? Or do you think, look, it's, he needs to move to play football? Because I think that's the case for a few players in this Liverpool squad.
0: I mean, I think the answer is probably yes to all of your questions. Um, you know, it's it was good that Tacky had the season that he had this year in the Cups being the top scorer in both the domestic cup competitions that at least now that his Liverpool career is over, there's something for us to look back on and fondly remember. We don't just have to remember that shy guy in the league celebrations that, you know, had to get dragged into the party by the rest of the team because he didn't feel like he belonged. Uh I, I think it's good business. It's, I wonder if there was some sort of uh, gentleman's agreement that Klopp had with him maybe last summer because there was rumors about him maybe moving on last summer. I wonder if he said, you know, just give us one more year and uh, afterwards I won't stand in your way. And a good bid came in that met our valuation. So best of luck to him.
1: Mm, ash, a um, few people in the chat are mentioning the fact that Origi is now left Manny Is I don't know if it's confirmed to but it will be. Um, and now Minamino. And you look at Nunes coming in, you could tr- probably throw Carvalho in there as well. It looks like three out, two in. Um, are you concerned at all about the numbers that we have in the tagging positions?
2: Um, not really. I've, I'm have i a firm believer that I reckon we're going to switch it up next season. I reckon we're going to play a 4-2-3-1 um, with Nunes up front on the zone and then with the three behind. And I think with the amount of players we've got there at the moment in regards to Salah, Diaz, Jota, Bobby, Carvalho now, um, Harry Elliott. I reckon we we'll see a little bit more of him in the, in that free attack behind, behind Nunes. Um, I'm pretty sure I missed, uh, someone out. Curtis Jones as well. Obviously, there's a few links with him going to Nottingham Forest, but I, I think there's, I think Klopp will keep him and keep his, um, keep his progression at the club. I can understand the logic of people getting worried because, like I said, if three's going and no one's coming in, then we're, we're looking short on numbers. But I think a change the system and I think we've got enough players to cover that kind of system that we're going to be potentially looking at next year. So I'm not, I'm not particularly worried. But then, who knows, this is Liverpool. We could pull something out of the bag on the last day and all of a sudden every every Liverpool fan's happy again, isn't they?
1: Yeah. um, Kev... You know, as things stand, you're looking at um, Salah, Firmino, um, Diaz, Nunez, Carvalho. That's probably the front five options at the moment. And Jota. Um, Jota as well, sorry. Is that, is that five? Six? Is
3: that six? six. That's it's six. six. It is six, yeah.
1: isn't it? Yeah. Diaz, Nunez, Jota, Firmino, Salah, Carvalho. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Nice so search, there was obviously yeah. seven there last season. Um, but Kev... When you look at that, is that is that enough numbers to just get you through the season? You know, and I'm, I'm, the reason I'm asking this is because I'm kind of in a, in a roundabout way asking you, way asking you, do you think they could do something in the four positions before the end of the summer?
3: Yeah, I think we're one like. Um, I think it would be. You saw the difference it made having Diaz come in as an extra forward last in the January window. We were all saying, you know, for years, Klopp doesn't like doing business in January. He likes to get his squad in early and work with that side for the season. Mm. Maybe the fact that, um, you know, he did the Diaz deal, it worked out really well for us. And it gave him that extra option for the second half of the season. It's something that we could pro- we might look at again. We don't have to front load everything. Um, you're literally going to have two seasons in one next year. Because of the way the World Cup falls, you've got a big twenty-six game push up until the December, up until November. Then you've got four weeks. Then the January window opens, so you're you never know. I'd like to see another forward come in, uh, a wide forward if possible, someone to push Man in eventually re- or Salah and eventually replace him if he doesn't decide to sign his new deal. Which I don't think Kev. It Doesn't have to be. Well, we've shown, we've proved t- this t- tell before. Me who,
1: tell me who you'd like on. Uh, remember the word you said: to push Salah and eventually replace him. Eventually
3: replace him. You, you're going to be looking at the likes of um, Diaby. And Cuckoo would be one I would like, but that's just not going to. Be, that's not realistic. I think he's PSG bound. What
1: uh, track is Saka? Bowen. I
3: don't like him at all. Who? Um
1: Saka of Arsenal.
3: Yeah, I don't like. Are him you at mental? All. No, I think he's going to City anyway. The way that's the true. Arsenal the way we'll talk about it later, but the way Arsenal's business is geared up and looking at what City are doing, the you just join up the dots and they wouldn't be trying to sign Rafinha if they weren't trying to if they didn't have a deal for SAC already in place. And City wouldn't be letting Sterling go if that option wasn't there either. So I just think that's a done deal. I mean Do You're you not think, call it? A start?
2: No, sorry, I go ahead. No, it's just a quick one. Do you not think we might see more Kate Gordon next season then? Potentially in the earlier rounds. Next season totally for the season after.
3: Yeah, next season for the season after. He's still only a baby, really.
2: Yeah, I you know. No, I just think because he's played only in a few. When
3: he come
2: through, wasn't he? Yeah, I just think because he's he introduced a few games last season, wasn't he? The FA Cup oh. and in the League Cup semi against Arsenal. And you're thinking, if he's been chucked in that early, Maybe a case of with Taki going and Devot going, are we going to see him again? Draw dependent, obviously, in the
3: cups. Yeah. Maybe we might see him playing more on the right next season. I think domestically, yeah, you could be looking at someone like him to play in the domestic cups. Yeah. But I'd say, be, and I think you're allowed nine subs on the bench next year. Mm. So maybe if he's in and around the first team squad, depending on how he trains, it's an option. But the other one is Canonier. Kind of you know, bang goals for fun at centre-forward last season in the 23s. It's a big jump, obviously, but, you know, I'd, that's why I said i still like another forward, be it a striker, a second striker, or a wide forward. And I said about Diaby being an interesting one. There's uh, Anthony, unfortunately, is going to United. Bowen would be interesting, depending on what his contract situation is like at West Ham. If he doesn't extend, then... That could be a possibility because I see him be very versatile. You know, he's very strong. He's he's physical. He can attack space well. He's a good age. Uh, I just don't. When you talk about Saka, he shows it in glimpses and spurts. And I know he's young, but I still don't see him as a winger. I see him more of a a centre mid or a wing back. He's. I don't know what it is about him. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't. Sadio rate him. I think he's good.
1: I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic player. I, I and I, I, I when 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 the talk of force of Salah not maybe being sold or coming I he was one of the first names that popped into my head, and um, because one, um, I I thought Liverpool might look at him if Arsenal didn't make the Champions League. That was the first thing. The second thing is his age and the, the experience he has. Let's be honest. I think he's is he two seasons in with Arsenal now. He's, yeah, he's
3: about seventy appearances, maybe yeah. more.
1: And the scope to improve him, I think, is huge. And you have to remember, as an 18, 19, 20, or eighteen, nineteen-year-old, wherever he is, he literally had the hope, the pressure of Arsenal on his back, and um, for for a lot of the season. If you think about it, like they they were literally pinning an awful lot on him. You know, the they, they, they drop Lacazette, um, so Saka becomes more important. Martinelli falls off form, Saka becomes more important. Eddie and Ketia scores the odd goal here and there, but Saka becomes more and more important. And as it goes on and on and on, he's literally like, he's he's on penalty duties and everything. Like he's, you know, he's the one they look to. And honestly, Kev, I he's agree got two years you.
3: left in his deal, is not he? So. Oh, yeah,
1: I, I agree with you. I think he does go to Man City. I think you might see Sterling end up in London somewhere. Um, yeah. but, and Rafinha comes into Arsenal and that kind of merry, or that triangle of transfers kind of look after each other. But for me, um I don't think it would happen, but I, I wouldn't be against um Saka being at Liverpool. I just think the scope you have for him to improve. I think left foot is playing on the right hand side, pace the bone, he's a decent finisher, he likes taking a penalty. Um I think there's so much there. Like Jerry Carlson's Klopp loves Martinelli, I like him as well. But um
3: I think he's look, the other side, isn't
1: he? He's, he's the other side, yeah. He plays off the left. But but um I don't know, when it comes to the forward thing, oh, well, like someone says there, uh, Naman says, Taki and Divok had one Premier League start between them last season. And we went. We had got a lot of numbers last season for the competitions we were in. Um, but I don't know how much of a difference seven to six makes. Like I could see the difference between six and five. You know, because yeah, five true. is like one injury and you're kind of leaning on people a bit much. Where yeah. six, for me, feels fairly comfortable. But again, we don't know what he's going to do with um, with Carvalho. We have to wait and actually see him play for I, people to see where they want him.
3: I see one report early on when he was linked when you know before, that he was Klopp was going to use him as a forward, build him into the squad, but eventually he would evolve into when he hits his mid twenties, he'd be a, a centre mid. He'd be an attacking midfielder. But to start with, he might be a wing option or a second striker or that kind of way, just feel his way into into Liverpool, into the Premier League. You know, it's a massive jump. There's a huge difference between mm. the Championship and the top the top four in the Premier League. It, it's monstrous. You know, and he's had one good season at a flying Fulham, where sides were. It was like Moses in the Red Sea for, for a lot of for a lot of those sides. They just opened up for him. Mm. Uh, it, it, he's one of those. It's the same as Ramsey there's no pressure on, you don't have to hit the ground running straight away, but eventually you're going to have to hit the ground.
0: Hmm.
3: You know, but it doesn't have to be instant. Whereas Look, Nunes on the other hand, that's different. That's a different kind of fish.
1: Yeah. I think he's going to be great. He though. has, he has to work. Yeah. But Kev, I've seen his pictures. Yeah. Right. I he think the he's, he's and unit. the shorts met the fucking socks. You know what happens? <laughs> People that do that score loads of goals. Right. So um, I, won't have a a words, I won't have a bad word said about him. Um, Let's let's bash through a couple of names here, right? Um, we've spoken about the um, Vieira has been confirmed to Arsenal on a long-term deal. Um, just a quick one. Good move, yes I know, Matt.
0: I think it's a good move, but I mean that's kind of overloading Arsenal on a position. They got a pretty good number of players: Smith Rose there, Odegaard's there in that kind of attacking midfield role. So it's like they're doing that Everton stock up on number tens thing.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I, I, I find the Arsenal stuff a bit weird. Ash, good move. Yes, I know.
2: I can't comment. I don't know much about him. To be fair, I, the only thing I know is that they're similar to what Matt was saying, similar to Odegaard and and stuff. Like that. And you're thinking why are they bringing in never player in the same kind of. I think they drop. Come, I, I think
1: they drop Odegaard back deeper in midfield. Possibly. I think. I think they could end up playing Odegaard next to um, Partick. He's become a more and more of a of a sitting kind of playmakery quarterback, and um, the more and more I see
2: him, potentially. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know much about him. I don't know what what style he has. Is he a box to box? Is he like an old school like Patrick Vieira? Is he or uh, what? No, what kind of? Right. He's quite
0: creative. He's,
3: he's he's very he's very similar to young Bruno Fernandez, but right. thirty four million pounds is all the money for him. You know,
0: oh, okay. is
3: he's not worth I don't think he's worth that. I think if they halved it and added bonuses, then yeah. I only watched him for Portugal in the under twenty three in the uh, last European Championships. And he was a Portuguese captain in that for the uh, I think it was the under twenty ones. Right. And he he looked good at that at that level, but he didn't stand out when he when I watched him in Europe. He's raw, but I, he's just this is a typical Arsenal sign in. He
1: ain't what
3: they need, and, no, and
1: Arsenal confused me as Ars- well. Always. Yeah, Arsenal are buying. Well, there's a, there's a couple more that are linked with. Um, yeah. I, I, but I want to throw. We we'll get back to Arsenal a bit because mm. I want to throw a couple of names at you with regards to United. All right. Um, I should come to you first. So you've got Anthony linked with Manchester United. Okay. Yeah. Um, strong rumours that that will be done around forty million. I think was the was the number, right? You've got Ericsson who has but it looks like are torn down and move to Manchester United yeah, and will stay yeah. at Brentford or go to sports. You have the um, young reports coming out that United are short of the valuation, which is a bit weird to even on the valuation for fucking six months. Um, yeah. And Lissandro Martinez, the defender, who Arsenal and United have been linked with. But you look at it and you're saying to yourself, it's a lot of familiarity, isn't it, again? These names being linked with them, it's it's a lot of familiarity with, with what Ten Hag has done in the past. And I know you understand what he's doing. I think he's I think he's trying to strengthen but be careful while he's doing it. But Anthony, De Jong, Martinez, improves United, no doubt. Actually. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, sorry, I thought that was more than. Um no, like say Pay more as you want. <laughs> no, we were like we said, we were covering it a bit
2: last week, weren't we? And I I, I backed, backed up the claim saying that it just seems all too safe, all too familiar for Ten Hag. And you can understand why he was going for the players he's going. And like I said, I saw the Ericsson reject. Um, and I said last week, I, I, it makes sense. I think it suits more going back to Brentford, being the the big fish in the small ponds, potentially. Um, I also saw that Dean Henson's going to potentially Nottingham Forest. So that's another never outgoing. Um, so Straight that's long, so probably no option to play. Right, so potentially another another position who got a fill with number two goalkeeper because who's there? De Gea, is it? Romero still there? Was it gone now? Or?
1: No, I think Romero's yeah. gone. Grant was released, so they probably will look to probably try bringing someone in or um, you know promote somebody from the twenty
2: So yeah, then you have got obviously Anthony. Looks like it's a done deal. Um, right winger, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. So. Again, that's a Sancho mm. position though, isn't it? So you, just, you think 90 million last year on Sancho, 40 million on Antti this year. And you think, right, does that mean that Sancho's going to go to the left, which means is Rashford going to get a game or not? And that just throws their whole attack up in the air. Um, I saw the yeah the Dion I saw today that Barcelona, because they're getting a £600 million investment, I believe, mm-hmm. that they are now turning around and saying that they're not interested in selling him. No no more because they don't need to.
1: And the target um, is he's not interested in going. And Japan. wants that as well, to stay.
2: yeah. Yeah, and that as well. Because um, they didn't want nothing less than eighty six million pounds, I believe. And Mayor is like, well, we're not we're not paying that. Or Euro was it? Sorry, Kevin, yeah. Um yeah. I saw eighty six million, sorry. Um again the Mayor Night are way off, like 20, 25 million in, in difference in in the in the price. And um obviously is it timber as well. It's around um been advised not to go to my United as well because Louis Van Hals turned around and said, Well, if you go to my United, you're not going and play for me at the World Cup. So it just seems like all their original he targets, hates you know he now, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he <laughs> does he fucking despises them, doesn't he? It's and it mad. just seems
2: like every every one of their first original links are, are turning them down left, right, and centre. So now it's plan B. And what's what is plan B for my United now? That's, but, that's, the, yeah, that's the question.
1: It's interesting because, like, and you kinda have to you kinda have to um like take it in the in the context of it's the twenty fourth or twenty second, twenty fourth of June I think today. Um and you know, there's a lot of names going around. Like I was amazed when I read up on some of the stuff today. Like I literally have 14, 15 names in front of me, linked to all sorts of stuff. And you know part of it could be we united that fans just want to see something done quick because it will cement that opinion that he's in he knows what he's doing you know and and he knows what he wants and he's doing it early whereas and and that would make sense for fans you know to think that we're a new manager but maybe they do need to sit back and go hold on and i'm not saying lose out on transfers by just sitting back and go, we're not doing anything but maybe they do maybe he does need to come in and have a think about it and maybe they are on a budget and maybe they're trying to do this and trying to do that because i think there is a bit of a there's a bit of safeness with what to, apparently what the players Ten Hag wants, but I think there's a bit of safety from the United side as well, where we're not gonna spend 250 million quid here. You know, and I'm not saying that they're not confident in Ten Hag and what he can do, but at the same time, they've been burnt. They've been burnt by managers that have come in and you know everyone in the world has promised them that this is the man, this is the man, and they've they've promised themselves and then it doesn't happen. So maybe you know, as much as as much as United fans want to see things happen bang, bang, bang you'd hope as a United fan maybe that they're just looking at things and looking at options and seeing a way certain situations walk out because we've spoken about like Sterling maybe going and then you see him going to say Chelsea and you see Saka going to um, Saka going to City and then you see maybe Rafinha going to Arsenal and maybe that's happening somewhere else you know there's two or three transfers affecting each other and United are waiting to see if one goes that they can move in on something and make something happen but At the same time, I think he needs something on the table as quick as he can just to stop what I already see as a little bit of panic setting in. Why aren't we spending where where it is like? And it's the usual stuff, you know. Oh, Liverpool have spent this and City have spent that and Spurs have said that. And why, why haven't we done anything, you know? And I know that from being a Liverpool fan for years where you go, well, relax, you know, we will, we will make a sign and it's all right. But, with the United thing, I I just think he he does need something on the table, but I think just the just a little bit of careful is holding. I think the club and him back at the moment because it's very big decisions to make. Very because as I said the other week, with that squad you have, mix it with one or two of those signings, and they don't hit the ground running. Like Kev's pointed out with us, with Carvalho yeah. and and um, uh, Calvin Ramsey and stuff like that. But that squad, and if they don't hit the ground running, they're in all sorts of trouble. Like, all sorts of trouble. Because all of a sudden, they'll be like, oh, you brought him in, and he signed this, and he signed that, and they're shy. And look who we have, and that fucking Harry Maguire still running around the place you know like like fucking the dog with two mickeys so you don't really know what's going on you know to start the sort of way so it'll be it'll, as i said i don't like him in any way i am um, i hope they make an absolute mess of this transfer window but it's still i think really intriguing to watch what goes on in united and he probably needs something in in he probably needs a signing before he plays us in on the 12th of july that's all i'm going to say
2: there, there was another thing I saw today from Goldbridge. I don't know again if it's true or not, but he turned around and said that on Friday, the Glazers are taking £11 million out of the, Correct. Out of the club. Yeah, it, and yeah. yeah, which which is basically caused more outrage from the fans. And I reckon before you know it, within the next three, four weeks, if there's no um, no signings, that's it. There'll, there'll be protests on the first game of the season and there'll be bashing down Old Trafford and there'll be games postponed and there'll be an absolute outrage. It's, I just love it. It's just like, Bring it on. I've had nothing but crap all my life from my United fans. And now it's the other way around. I just I I drink the tears. It's beautiful. It's absolutely Mm. beautiful.
1: Gary Neville, of course, has um come out and made a statement to say that the Glazers should not take their eleven million pound dividends. Um well that's what shareholders do. They take dividends. You know, they're not the only ones. There's loads of United shareholders out there taking dividends on Friday. It's just they own a lot of the shares, you know, and um, I've said it so many times before, I understand United fans' frustrations at ah, the Glazers, um, but at the end of the day they invested a lot of money in Manchester United and it's down to the players and the managers to go and do what they're, they're meant to do and they haven't, you know, and 11 million quid out of dividends... Right, which is dividends. It's actually nothing to fucking do with the football club when you think about it. It's it's to do with the performance of the football club, but it doesn't like if they don't take that dividend down Manchester United, I don't think they use it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a share price. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just up in the sky, fucking numbers on a board. Um but uh, Gary Neville's off and running. Um they might find on Norwich flags and scars before February, like I predicted. Um they could do, but look. We'll have to wait and see on you know United, but I still think they need something. Um, Ma, Rafinha, Arsenal, sources in Brazil are saying that it could be close. Do you agree with Kev that this looks like a little triangular transfer that could happen and one will kick off the next and kick off the next and it'll, the three will be done quite quick?
0: It's, I, I can see Rafinha going to Arsenal, but I don't know if it'll be the domino effect like Kev was saying. Like, I... I it's the first time I've heard somebody talk about like Saka going this year as opposed to next year. Mm-hmm. Like I just think Arsenal lost Aubameyang and Lacazette and all they did was resign Eddie and Ketchy and put a heap of pressure on him from the number and from the contract. Like they need, they need forward reinforcements without letting anybody go. So I could see Arsenal still going for Rafinha without uh, needing to sell Saka. But I mean, if that does happen, that's,
1: terrible because city ends
0: up with the best player does
1: does does arsenal is, is oh go mental who owns the dog oh matt owns the dog matt owns the dog um, we've had that before conroy used to have a conroy used to have a yeah, man, cat didn't he? It, yeah. um was it a cat or a dog it was a cat um cat, yeah. but uh, I, I should actually gone on to conroy i haven't spoken to him in ages um Ash, I'll come to you because, you know, Kev said, uh, people in the chat said earlier, like, is any move to Arsenal always being given out to the dog? Uh, (laughs) Like, Rafinha is linked with Liverpool, Ash, right? He's linked with um, Barcelona. He's linked heavily with Bayern Munich in January. Mm. All Champions League teams... It must take a hell of a lot for Rafinha to believe in what Arsenal are trying to do if he's going to go in there. When he looks and sees how strong Liverpool are, Man City are, um, Chelsea still are, and I still think they'll turn their summer around once they iron out the last of the issues, with, the takeover, I suppose, and where they want to go. Um, Sports, Manchester United obviously looking to, to strengthen as well. I, I just don't know how Arsenal attract, is an attraction to Rafinha when you see who he's being linked with and where he could end up.
2: Yeah, I, could, I agree with that, Gav. Um, unless money talks, potentially. Um, but like I said, with the, with the teams that he was previously linked with, ourselves, Bayern, Barca, as you said, Champions League football, and as a as a Brazilian young uh, attacker that he is, you'd think that's what he wants to do, and I think he's clarified it in the past that he wants to play in Champions League football. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he stays as another year at Leeds. And then look Watch at what Salah his, situation exactly. See mm-hmm. what happens next season. See what happens with Salah again. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise you if Man City go from next summer um, if rumours are true and they're trying to get rid of uh, Maras and they're not successful with Saka. Then they could potentially look at Rafinha as an alternative version to go down the right to replace Maras. Barcelona, Barcelona. There's no point even putting them in the sentence. Like I said, they can't even. can't even register their own fucking name of the stadium, let alone sign a player. Um, Bayern Munich, they're linked with Dembele. So, uh, again, I can't see if if they're going down that route. Are they going to go for Rafinha as well, which plays on the same side? I reckon if he's going to go to Arsenal, I think that could potentially be money, personally. But then who knows what goes on behind closed doors unless... Unless Arteta sold him the dream and said, you know, we're going to make you the the focal point up front as well as, you know, with Martinelli and Saka and whatever that looks like. And But, he, but, he
1: ha- <laughs> but this has the potential to be as, as head-wrecking as Leeds. Because Leeds yeah. will make you run around like lunatics and ship goals. And Arsenal win two in a row, lose two in a row, draw, lose, win. Like, it's just all over the place. Like, Dean Regan said he's desperate to go to Barca, but he can't afford it. Kev... Yeah. If that's true and he's desperate to go to Barca but he can't afford it, I wouldn't be going near Rafinha. No. Because Um, all these... uh, And it's this, you know, South American guy wants to play for Real or Barca. We've seen it so many times before. If that is actually true, I actually wouldn't go near him, even as a Liverpool supporter.
3: No, I wouldn't either. I was watching uh, Joe... Oh, you don't like
1: him. I forgot you don't like him anyway. I don't like
3: him anyway, but... (laughs) I was watching Joe's stream the other day and they're convinced that they want 60 million plus for mm-hmm.
1: him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And Arsenal apparently have bid 45. Mm-hmm. So they're miles apart. And they were also talking about, um, Calvin Phillips being, uh, strongly linked to Man
1: City. And PSG so, I've seen the last couple of days. Yeah. And PSG, yeah. but yeah.
3: PSG until there's, until Galtier gets in the door there, you know, it's, they're going to be... They're just paper talk at the minute. Until Who's they taking over? Uh, galtier apparently, is... Okay. Um, it's more or less done... The PSG owner come out and said that he he hasn't talked to Zidane. He hasn't directly or indirectly talked to Zidane. Galtier is the one they want, and that's the direction they want to go. And apparently, any player who doesn't fit the project can go.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you can take a look at the PSG and say, okay, look at the age range of some of these players and the wages they're on. They're going to want to cut a lot of players out of that, a lot of meat out of that. Plus, they got to still, even on paper, fund this Mbappe deal somehow. So that's going to be one to watch through the summer to see who who ends up leaving there. Where does Sergio, Sergio Ramos go, for instance? Um, Rafinha, if... 60 million is just a no go to anyone. I don't see anyone in their right mind paying 60 million quid for someone like him. 45 million for another right winger when they want to sign Gabriel Jesus, who Keith put a link up to Phil, um, Tim Vickery. Tim Vickery today. And it was absolutely brilliant that apparently the Brazilian manager came out and said to Gabriel, What are you? You know, and you're not a striker. Yeah, you know, so you want to drift, play out wide, pick a side, and he apparently he said, "Yeah, I want to drift out and play on the right." So that's yeah. now you're talking. They've got they're looking at three right wingers. Yeah, you know at Arsenal, and this is all Edu fantasy signings for me. You know they're just they're playing football manager at the club at the minute because this is typical. As I said, this is a typical Arsenal. The spine of the side is just deserted again.
1: Jack Carl like, says, you could make a great team out of players that Kev doesn't like. That's a fucking great
3: shit. <laughs> you could. But Kev like, likes
1: I, nobody. He fucking hates them all. I
3: do, I do like Anthony. And that's the real pisser.
1: The 40 million Someone for Anthony, in the chat said earlier, know, though, that um, Anthony's had a load of run-ins with Ten Hag.
3: I wouldn't be surprised, but Ten Hag played him a lot. Yeah. And you look at the type of players that Ten Hag is looking to sign. It's pace, 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 and pace. Hmm. You know, Timber is another one. He is seriously quick. The thing with Van Hal, Van Hal said he won't select him unless he plays all the time. And if you go to Man United, are you going to play ahead of Varane? Maybe, maybe not. So that's the gamble he's going to have to look at. And if he's going to back himself to go to United and start and become a regular starter, bear in mind, they want to get rid of wan So they might be looking at playing a back three. You know, but... Rafinha, you, you just, Barcelona don't need him. Bayern don't want him. Leeds, need, I, I don't think he fits Leeds to what you're Did he not. ever Mar- sign
1: that deal? No. No, that that's the key, though. isn't it? He's never done it. So he's probably um, two years left on the deal then.
3: I think a lot of the clubs that were sniffing around him were sniffing around him on the provision that <laughs> Leeds went down. You know what I mean? Sorry,
1: Kev. Sorry, Kev. Varenda <laughs> Cheese says, Kev gets up in the morning, looks in the mirror and calls himself a wanker. <laughs> only for Andy
3: Cheese when he stood behind me. That's yeah. all that. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, no, it's, I mean, I I think Leeds could do with selling him and I don't think they'll miss him as much as what what Leeds fans think.
1: But it's another big hole to feel. No, like but he I scores 11, like someone says there, he scores 11 goals from last season yeah, and but, Leeds were appalling. You they know? were
3: always... It they might have been appalling, but they were always going to get goals. And he was the one outlet that they always had. So they fed him all the time. You know, he yeah. was the only, the only one thing I would say like. is
1: when when we bashed him at Anfield, um, you could see the resignation in him and he gave up. And I didn't like that. No. I kind of looked and went, don't ever and give up. He did up. it a few times. Because if he, he, if if he was at Liverpool like that. and that 2-1 down and he, he has to come back and defend the corner and he's, he's thrown shapes like he was thrown at Anfield that night, I'd be like, no way not for me yeah. you know Liverpool players do not stop till the absolute, till the whistle goes they do not stop and it was just something in there um, that didn't sit right with me but I think he's a really good player yeah.
3: but, I think Calvin Phillips is a bigger hole to fill for Leeds well yeah. is
1: he because he's never fit
3: yeah, I think I think no, he has more of an impact the last injury that he had was for England was just a muscle injury. It, was, it wasn't a, a long; it was just a knock.
1: Can someone in the chat tell me how many Premier League games Cal- Calvin he didn't Phillips played many last year? Right, yeah, so. he
3: didn't play many last year. So, last season, he yeah, had that one bad injury, right. so that's the game he's going to be taking.
0: Yeah, you know that losing Calvin Phillips is a huge hole to fill for Leeds. Just look at their league position the year they had him, and look at the league position in the year that they didn't have him. You know, Leeds with Calvin Phillips there that first year they came up they they were exciting and he was that anchor of that midfield also Bamford up top so you know it's uh if Bamford can actually stay healthy and help carry the load a little bit they might not miss Rafinha all that bad and I'm pretty sure towards the end of the year when Leeds were having those exciting games I'm pretty sure I remember Joe having it out at Rafinha a couple of times for his attitude where yeah you know they got yeah. down and it just seemed like he didn't want to be there anymore like he he feels like he's a bit too big for his britches, maybe. That he's, you know, he's this exciting Brazilian and he shouldn't be in Leeds.
1: Do any of you, literally, when it comes to any of these players moving, fall into the trap? And I do it all the time, where I go, mm, would it be good enough to replace Salah? And I answer no in my head. And when I answer no in my head, I don't really give a shit about the player yeah. or where he goes. Because I keep doing that, you know. Um, it's,
3: it's, it's unfortunate, though. Look, Salah, when we signed him, we never thought he was going to be this good. We Correct. thought he was an assist yeah. machine. Yeah. You know, that's what he, that, him, the partnership that him and Jacko had at Roma, he was yeah he was getting his, his goals, but he was a pure assist machine. You know, he just set Jekyll up to probably one of his best seasons of his career. And that's what we thought we were getting. And then he turned up and played that one game. We were like, Jesus Christ, if he starts scoring the, the shots that he's missing, we're going to have some real fun in games with this kid. Mm. And as it turned out, he's been an absolute superstar. Yeah. But it's not an uncommon position in world football at the minute that there, there is actually a lot of wide forwards out there as compared to what you'd say there is proper number nines. You look at the amount of true out-and-out out number nines that are in world football, do you think, yeah, you're really, really up up there? There ain't that many anymore. I mean, Seb Haller is moving to Borussia Dortmund. So like 33
1: million? What, the yeah, fella that was that. at West Ham?
3: I thought it was yeah.
1: time he, he Went to Ajax. He went twice. Was, he had a grinding season at Ajax. Wow, that's so. That is that yeah. their. Um, that's their I, did did he not sign? Baseball. Did he not sign your man, um, Malin? The, no, not no, Malin. Not, the, yeah, they signed um, him last year. No, the guy from Salzburg.
3: Oh, did he not sign? It was days after. And see, yeah. yeah, I think they signed him as well.
1: Okay, yeah. so they're, they're really going for it. Okay. Um, I, I thought I was losing my mind there. Um, Ajax yeah, no, are having
3: a massive fire sale, fire yeah. sale at the minute. It's a fair few that are, are looking at the exit door. Yeah, but the Tag thing is, Ajax
1: are lethal. I bring really true players, so they, they'd be they absolutely are, yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Kev, I'll stick with you. Um, Newcastle, linked with Pope from Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. And When I say linked, he could be signed by now. I read it earlier. Um yeah, 8 to 10 million quid. I think that's a great deal for Newcastle. I think Dubravka had a really good start at Newcastle but I think he's ropey as fuck now. Um, but Pope, I think, I really highly rate Pope I have to say. I yeah. think I think he's probably the, yeah, I'd probably say he's the best thing as a goalkeeper at the moment. Um, yeah, and the fact that they're getting him at that sort of price because if Burnley stay up and someone wants Nick Pope, you're looking, I think 20 million plus. To get him between 8 and 10, I think is really good uh, value. And then you have I want to say Eketiki and I hope I've said that right because I'm yeah, terrible okay. at saying names but he's been linked with Newcastle 30 million I think was the was the price and I thought that was going to be done and dusted but Paris Saint-Germain Bayern and Real have shown interest in him um, and I've also seen loads of stuff around Twitter around Botman who just wants to play for AC Milan despite the fact that Newcastle are trying to give him all the money in the world uh, I know it's early doors but A what do you make of Pope? B Echo is he what new is 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 he what Newcastle needs? And are they finding it a little bit difficult in the market?
3: I think Newcastle are in that boat that um, Man City are in, that we know you've got loads of money and we know you want to get to the top echelons of the Premier League. So if you come to my club wanting X player, you're gonna to pay top whack for it. Until they start saying no. Like United did first time around with Sancho. And that's gotta be how it's gonna be difficult for them to appease the fans because the fans have so been sold the dream, I think. Pope is a brilliant keeper. He's a he's a really good shot stopper. He's not the best with his feet, but as a goalkeeper, shot stopper, really, really good. I mean I saw a figure earlier on online of forty million. I thought, Whoa, hold your horses. But if you're 40? telling me eight yeah. Okay,
1: was that if te- yeah, if you're
3: telling me eight to ten million for a shot stopper as good as him—that's bargain. When you look at B- Gav- uh, Basunu who's gone to Southampton for ten million,
1: you know, <coughs> and the rest,
3: yeah, that's for ten million. For Nick Pope is an absolute bargain.
1: But I will and say though, Basunu, Basunu is going to be an absolute monster of a goalkeeper. Yeah, like, yeah, yes. Like if Southampton, Southampton could, and I'm not, I'm not fucking being off the... Like completely off the wall here. They could possibly travel that money on him if it goes right, because yeah. he has that much. He has that much ability um, that he could he could go anywhere he wants. Um, As I
2: say, you got a first refusal on him.
1: I would say, so, you do have first refusal because no, I say no, they're looking, no. going, let's look at this two years down the line, see how he progresses at Southampton. Edison might, they might want to move Edison on, and all of a sudden they have a ready-made Premier League proven goalkeeper to come in. He's really good with his feet. Um, he's yeah. an excellent shot stopper. He's big. He's, he has the whole, he has everything. Um, Bazzoni really does. Um, but Newcastle boys, they are a bit quiet. They are a bit quiet, but having said that, they're probably trying to be quiet and doing their deals because if they go out and they start shouting from the rooftops, like you said, Kev, people are going to go and go, well, we rate our player at 20, but we're going to ask for 40. And it's yeah. going to get ridiculous. And I know that, but the thing is, Newcastle can spend wherever they like. But part of it is kind of like a PR exercise as well. You know, trying to be um really cute in the transfer market and that's a real shrewd sign of Newcastle and they're trying to do it the right way and all because that stuff yeah. happens. You know, the thing right is way. they were,
3: they were in for Ekatike in January as well. They mm-hmm. tried to get him then and it didn't pan out. And uh, this kid, I look, I don't know that much about it apart from the fact that he's really, really highly rated at, in France all the way through the age groups, and he's I think he's about six foot three. You know, he's tall, quick, modern-day forward. You know, and I think it would do Newcastle—he do Newcastle good because I think he he might get lost at PSG and some of the other big clubs. I think he'd get lost in the mix. Whereas if he went to a Newcastle, he probably would play a lot more than and he'd shine a lot more because look, let's face it, Newcastle are going to be on telly a hell of a lot next season and we saw it last season as soon as the new owners took over the suddenly Newcastle's um game started to appear a lot more on TV mm. and that's going to happen next season with a global audience as well. So a lot of people there's gonna be a lot of eyes on Newcastle mm. to see what they do.
1: <coughs> Ma um Broha, Chelsea, on loan at Southampton last season. Um linked with a 40 million pound move to West Ham. Which he was impressive for Southampton, you know, At in certain spells during the season. There was talk he might even go back to Chelsea and be given a go there. And then Lukaku's, like, they're giving Lukaku away. Like, it's fucking insane. But you would have thought that would up his chances. But West Ham are trying to jump on something here, and they must really rate him if they're going in at £30 million after a season at Southampton. What do you make of this one? Because I I actually think it's a good sign if West Ham pull her off. I think he, I think he, I think he could do really well there.
0: I mean, it was plain as day that West Ham needed reinforcements in January and, you know, not getting some extra help from Mikel Antonio up front probably cost him, you know, a spot or two in the table at the end of the year. Um, Broja, I mean, he went kind of hot and cold. He got kind of in the middle of the season. He seemed to be banging in goals, I know, because I threw him into my fantasy team and then he promptly stopped scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so it's all your fault. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll take the credit for that. Um $30 million is an awful lot, though. I mean, that's that's Chelsea doing what Chelsea's done, which is churn out those young players, buy them young, turn around, and sell them for fantastic prices. It's the one thing they do really, really good. Whether West Ham will be taken for that, though, that's that's pretty tough to say. He's, he's a young kid. He doesn't qualify as English, I don't think, does he?
3: He qualifies it. as homegrown because of... um right, the amount of the years he's been there, yeah. Yeah. As you can through the right, so edge. that
0: you know that that may help him a little bit with that. Uh, especially if Bowen might be tempted to you know head on out the door for West Ham to keep their quota at the right level. But that's an awful lot of money for a young kid that's only got one half decent season under his belt,
1: yeah. Like Red Steve says, there Chelsea would have to be desperate to make Bro- Broader number nine. I don't think I don't think it was a case of being their number nine. I think it was a case of being involved in the squad this season. You know, um a lot of people quite impressed from it at Southampton and it was a case of like would he do a better job than Timo Werner? You know, um would he help play a front and release what I think is Harvard's best position is behind the front man. Um Something like that. I'm not saying you just pin all your hopes on Broha uh, coming off the back of his loan spell at Southampton, but West Ham obviously sees something there. 30 million is a lot of money, and they're probably looking going, not uncertainty at Chelsea, but there's a bit of what are the owners going to do? What are they going to commit to? There's a bit of, yeah, uncertainty probably is the right word. They will spend money, but the uncertainty over which players they want now and what level they want to go to and stuff like that might help West Ham.
0: Chelsea's got that change of scene behind uh, behind the scenes. You know, Bruce Buck is leaving. Marina Granovskaya is also on her way out the door. So Hmm. there's going to be a new uh, new group in charge. Yeah, there's going to be a new group in charge of the transfers there. And I mean, Todd Bowley, the new owner, seems like he's taking Bruce Buck's old position. And you know, he's a baseball owner that doesn't have any experience in you know football transfers. So he'll be Uh, be trying to trade for all over. Yeah. But I mean, think, he, he yeah. might be trying to trade players for draft picks and you know future considerations <laughs> and stuff like that. It's yeah. it, it doesn't quite work like that. So I, I hope they can finally start getting their pants taken down a little bit, and uh, Chelsea can you know get knocked down a peg or two.
1: Well, the way I look at it is like when all this stuff about um, Abramovich came out, like we all we all went on about like, um, oh, will he stay? Or, will he on to the club and stuff? But at the end of the day, they owed him 1.6 billion to be in the position they're in. And I can't see them American owners committing 1.6 billion over 10 years or 15 or 20 years. Maybe, maybe they would over 20 years, but I don't think they're going to over spend and commit 1.6 billion into a club to have Chelsea where they are right now. I know they're, they and were not European champions. Four. No, but that's In it. There's 4.25 billion or something. And, you know, I know they were European champions up until a couple of weeks ago. But at the end of the day, Chelsea had to run 1.6 billion. Okay, which is about eighty million a year over the course of um, Abramovich tenure, eighty million a year into the club, just to sit where they are, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to, I think you're going to see where they'll they'll rein it in a little bit, but the the problem with Chelsea is, is that Christiansen, Azpilicueta, possibly Alonso, um, Lukaku's going out the door. There's probably two or three more in there that are going. I've had enough of this. I'm out. You know the sort of way, and they they will have to build. But at the same time, I don't see them running at the level they've ran at over the last 10, 15, 20 years. I I could be wrong. Um, They could just spend mountains of money. But American owners don't really spend buckets of money. Um, They look to leverage and they look to be very shrewd in what they're doing. And I think that's where you might see Chelsea having to take a little bit of a hit um, over the next probably year, 18, months maybe and then they find that level and then you know where they are because as I suppose as as experienced as they are in in sports the Premier League football is a whole different ball game and you know I I, I might take them a little time to adjust Uh, Rudiger of course Luke says yeah Rudiger as well Um, of course Rudiger was Telling all sorts of lies the other day, wasn't he? Um, oh, Barcelona wanted me, but, you know, I'm at Real now, so I better just say when Real said they wanted me, that was it. That was the only club for me. Give it over. Um, you know, it, madness. But uh, let me move on. Um, Ash, I'll come to you. Um, Bernardo Silva, Amansi. I just want to talk about them again because we've seen in, and we've spoken about it in this show. Sterling is is linked with... A possible move to Chelsea um, Mares, there's been some moments around him, I don't know why they let go of Mahrez. I think he's like, if you take Haaland over I think he's the best attacker I genuinely believe it. I uh, I love fucking Marez. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player right, Fulton is, is a fantastic player but Mares is real something clutch about him when something has to happen, Marez usually turns up and does something but there's been links around that and you know, Bernardo Silva was linked with Barca a couple of years ago. when, when see so what maybe trying to get Messi, um, he'd be a fantastic meal for Barcelona. Like as much as people don't like him, he's a brilliant player. Ash.
2: Oh yeah, I completely agree. He's one of those off the pitch, he's a tit, but on the pitch, he's he's, he's a good player, very good player. Always just put be in my bonnet whenever I watch him because he's just outrageously good annoyingly outrageously good um, who has he been linked with this summer just out of interest Barcelona. is it is Barcelona again is it? I, I don't know if that was yeah. old links or is that current links or, or what but it, it was suit Barcelona as so I go for a Bernardo Silva I think that's what they're, they're crying out for it's just that it's a bit of attacking creativity in midfield again it all comes down to whether they can afford it isn't it it's it's all when well and good being linked to these players but can they register them and Uh, he would he would fit in a lot of teams not just Barcelona I'm surprised teams like Bayern Munich or you know the the upper levels of teams like Dortmund's or I'd love to see him in
1: a Liverpool team uh, I I, now now listen all this oh we done this and he done that like he's he's ah, he's fucking yeah but at the end of the day could you imagine him in a Liverpool team he'd run a bleeding muck in a Liverpool team
2: oh yeah he would he would he would do really well in the club. I just think because of his personality traits, I don't think Klopp have it. I He wouldn't let him anywhere near the club. First and foremost, the disrespect he's shown over over the years to to the club and to the fans and to the players that it would even be an option. Um Yeah, I agree. He's a good player. It would suit us to a T, team, but it, it would it would never happen.
1: No, um, I know. But as a footballer, I'd love to see it. Is there any? Is there yeah. any Ash, is there any chance maybe PSG come looking at that?
0: Because I'm with Barca having you know, those yeah. issues
1: over registering players, and PSG wanting to rebuild, like, like he is the sort of player that could just go into any sort of top team because he's he's so good on the ball, but he works so hard as well. Like he, he fit, you know, any real real top team.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't actually cropped up yet. Um, I'm not sure if City willing to let him go for because I've heard 60 million, I've heard 40 million. What is, what's the actual figure that's being touted for him? Is it, is it that high?
3: Is it? Or? I think they'll let him go for whatever Barca can get for Dion. Okay, I, I got a feeling it's that kind of triangle that mm-hmm. would need to happen. I think Barcelona would need to offload Dion because of the wages he's on, as well as recoup a fee. And oh, yeah, then they yeah. could probably move for someone like Bernardo because so, he's not on jump change. You know, he's on he's on good money at City, but yeah. he made noises last year, didn't he? that he wanted to go? And yeah, I heard that. Um, it seems to be like that
2: for the last couple of seasons, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's, a couple yeah, of there, Ever since um, he was make way, Ashley says. Every, ever since he was a make for Messi, he wanted to live. He wanted to go back. To, he wanted to go to Spain last summer and see. Convinced him. He hates Manchester. Wants to get <laughs> over. So there's there's a lot there for Bernardo Silva to make an argument that he doesn't want to be there. Um, it
3: makes sense with City looking at Calvin Phillips that they want to strengthen that area of the pitch losing fernandinho and possibly losing someone like bernardo so because he's evolved his game so much since he first came to the premier league you know he was just a winger he was a lightweight you yeah. know right winger who could attack now he's a proper eight you know he's a menace and if he's in your team you love him if he's against you you absolutely hate the shithouse
1: okay let's
2: say that with psg though what? With the obviously the Mbappe deal, (laughs) they're getting scrutinized. And looks like it was La Liga's put an investigation forward for them to be looked at. I've not seen any other like names linked to PSG. So are they like you know keeping a low profile because of what's happened with Mbappe, or is it a case they're not looking for reinforcements, or are they doing their business? It it just seems like, like I said, the people like Bernardo Silva who's going to be available, why aren't they getting their names linked to players like Silva? and Lewandowski or, or stuff like that. It's, well there was there was someone on
1: Lewandowski being linked with PSG I think, yesterday today. And you know, it's at the end of the day, it's the twenty fourth of June and like literally you can log on to any website in the world or any kind of forum in the world, call yourself whatever, and just come out there and say, Oh, Lewandowski fucking he's going to Colchester and people will go, What and it'll get loads of traction. Like that's just how it works at the minute. You know, and yeah. that's why I thought it was mad the amount of names I've seen going around today because it was like, hold on, all these can't be happening. You know, the sort of way. like They just can't be. Like, and when you actually look into it a bit more, you're like, hold on, there's 11 players linked to Arsenal here. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> There's
3: like... Dean Regan is right there. Renato Sanchez is linked to um, a couple of moves. One to Milan and the other one to PSG.
1: Is he still in France? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard uh, The
3: Gal- Milan one was quite close, I heard. I think... I think when Galtier is announced and Pochettino is out the door, then you know, Pochettino will become the next best manager waiting for a job. You know, so there'll be a lot of managers looking over their shoulder. Yeah. And PSG will start making moves. Mm. In ins and outs. The likes of Genie, the likes of Sergio Ramos, mm. Keller Navas and is another one who'll be looking for a new club.
1: Yeah. It's um you know, it's great to have this chat every week, though, isn't it? We're all different names that pop up really? in all the different clubs, and it's, it keeps you going. And uh, look, I'm—I kind of like the transfer window. I think the madness of it is—I kind of get on with it. Um, I like it, and Just you can know, like, It's, nice, it's yeah.
0: nice when we've got our business done, you know. Our well, business
1: is don't done. say that too loud because you'd be fucking—you get awful abuse um, if, you, if you say our business oh, is done. But it's not even that. It's like you know, I always go through the transfer window, and kind of go, Oh, we might do one more you know, and a kind of in the back of your head. And right now I'm kind of comfortable with where Liverpool are. I think there might be one more move in them. I'd like to see one more move, uh, a particular move, um, in a, in a certain area of the pitch, but I understand <laughs> yeah, yeah. why that hasn't happened. Um, as I said last night, it, numbers, um, in your squad is probably why the whole no midfielder thing will come about, but I'll, I'll finish it off. I'll finish the show off with this. Um, Kev, I'll come to you first. Now, I said last night that if you asked me, should Liverpool sign a midfielder in the summer, I would say yes, right? My reasoning behind it is, is that when I've looked at Oxlade-Chamberlain off the back end of last season, um, wasn't getting a look in. Didn't seem to be fancied whatsoever. A year left on his deal, I think. Um, If you could find a way to move him on, for a half decent fee, I think we should bring in a midfielder because the the numbers that sit there at the moment, I think are right. You know, now yeah. that's 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 putting aside. Oh, they'll change and they'll they'll change um, formations and things. I just think for what we have there, I think it's about right. Seven is about right for me, right. And if you could do that, that's fine. If he doesn't want to go and wants to run out his contract, you're kind of hamstrung a little bit. Because at the end of the day, you're still sitting paying some fella six, seven million quid a year, yeah. right, to do nothing and run out his contract. Um, if that changed, I would like to bring one in. I think it would, A, consolidate the seven, num- the seven, and it would also up the quality and the availability. And I think the trust um, in that player, because I think Klopp's maybe lost a little bit of trust in him, um now there is people out there that will immediately say to me, Oh well, you know, you're saying that and PS or FSG and this and FSG or that. Look, you're seven players. Do you know what I mean? You can't go in for eight, you can't go in with eight midfielders for three positions. Right? You can't. And then if you change your system, you can't go in with eight for two. Do you know what I mean? Now I understand you could do Elliot or you could do you could do Jones or, or even Kate in a ten. But then you're looking at for further down the pitch, where Firmino might want, Firmino might want to, might want to play that ten. Carvalho might want to play that ten. Luis Diaz, Jota, they all might want to play that ten. So, for me, I would like to see it happen, but I understand if it doesn't, because you have a player who I think is the, the biggest, the biggest nomination to go. That might just want to run down a contract. Where do you sit in the midfield? I
3: think if um, if Ox wants to make a move, Liverpool will facilitate it. I don't think they'll ask the earth, moon and stars. I think we learned, hopefully they learned a lesson from Ariga last season Mm -hmm. that you don't want to price yourself out of getting a, getting a move done just for the sake of asking too much. Um, If he decides to dig his heels and say, no, I want to see my contract down. Like you were saying last night and you were dead. Right. A lot more players are going to start doing this. So, look, I've signed a four or five year contract. I will see out my contract and take my chances. Then maybe you could look at uh, a loan move for a Curtis Jones to give him a year's experience like uh, Conor Gallagher had for Chris O'Ballas. If Ox is going to stay in the squad and you still add a midfielder, because Keith was saying, and he's dead right again, next summer you potentially have to replace Salah. You might have to replace Bobby unless he goes on a 12-month rolling contract. And you still have to add a midfielder anyway because Milner is going to be 47. You know, so I think it's it's a no-brainer we have to get a midfielder in this summer. An absolute no-brainer. But we knew the moves that were going with the moves that were going out. We knew Tacky was going to be going. We know that Nico is going to be going. and We know that offers will be listened to for Nat Phillips. So once those ones happen, then I think it's gonna be one in, one out from there on out for the rest of the window. And I wouldn't be surprised to see at least one, maybe two. Okay. But definitely one. Have to okay. get one.
1: Ma. Um you know as, as me and Kev kind of point towards maybe one out, maybe one in. I I think that's the, I think that's the likeliest scenario in midfield. And I don't think it's anything to do with what Klopp wants or what the owners want or what the owners are willing to do or I think it's just numbers and I think it is like you know Klopp likes a harmonious squad I don't think he likes anyone sitting around moping and could you end up with a player that's moping in Oxley chamberlain um, where do you see it? because I think it's quite doable to forget the money like you could sell Oxford 10 and sign a midfield over 60 Forget the money, but does it make the most sense to to bring one more in and and look for one to leave?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I said it a couple of times now. Like I think uh, I've got I've got faith, and I think the club has faith in those young kids coming through. I think uh, between Jones, Elliot, and Carvalho, I think one, if not two, of them are going to have surprising breakout seasons where everybody's going to be. I think it's going to be Harvey Elliot, really uh somebody in the chat there said would you trust him in a big game a a big game like a premier league game against chelsea yes klopp is ready he's shown that he's ready to trust these players um so i don't think it is i mean the ox question is a strange one just it's it comes down to what he wants to do does he think he can get as good a contract now Like if he pushes for a move right now, does he think he's going to get as good a contract and as good a club to play for as if he runs his contract down at Liverpool and he's sixth, seventh choice midfielder, you know, is he going to get enough game times that even though he's a free agent, has his stock fallen so much that teams are going to be willing to offer him less or the quality of teams are going to be less. Uh, That's my only question on it, but I think whether he goes or whether he stays, I think we're fine for numbers in the midfield. Uh, Like, Kevin Ball had said there that the telegram chat about the midfield is interesting and it is very much that. And one thing that nobody really seems to be mentioning, they're talking about how our midfield gets a year older. Well, everybody's midfield's gotten a year older. Kevin De Bruyne is another year older. Kevin De Bruyne has injury issues. It's not just Jordan Henderson and Thiago that have injury issues. Everybody's aging at the exact same rate and other teams also have problems. So I, I, I don't think our, uh, I don't think our midfield needs, needs anything for it really. Now, if something were to happen, if uh, Nicola Barella comes out of left field, well, i be happy as can be. But it's I'm good to stand, Pat.
1: Yeah, I, the only thing with, the only thing we're Chamberlain for me is that, you know, I think this season's shown a lot, or the, the season just gone. I think when he was given a chance, I don't think he produced. You know, I think um, I don't think his attitude looked the best. And the big telling sign for me is when we play Southampton away and he doesn't get a sniff. And we're literally rotating everyone, you know, as much as we possibly can. And if I'm Oxlade-Chamberlain, I'm looking at that and I'm saying to myself, well, I'm not getting back in here. You know, this this is past me, by now I'm not getting back in here. And Liverpool would have to, and I, I would presume they would have contingency in place, if Oxlade-Chamberlain A came to them and went, listen, I need to go. I need to go and forward myself somewhere else. Or B, somebody just comes in with a bid, out of nowhere and goes, "Look, we want Oxlade-Chamberlain." Um, Liverpool would have to have a contingency. It's, um, it's. I, th- I think it's very interesting. I think, I think, um, like, <laughs> I'd, ne- I'd nearly go as far as to say that if, if you should actively look to make this happen. And I know that sounds terrible on a player, but I was actively going to make a look.ing Moses didn't beat Chelsea, City, and Spurs last season. Midfield this summer is non negotiable. Um, I'm I'm kind of amused when people point every single point we dropped last season to just solely the midfield. Like it's, it's Now I'm not saying we couldn't improve midfield. Could we improve defensively in those games? Yeah, and could we have improved the tackle boys in a lot of them games? Absolutely.
0: The home game against City, we had Milner playing against Foden. I, I honestly, going into this season, I would feel better with Calvin Ramsey. If he's had a few games in, you know, maybe if it's not the first fixture, maybe if it's the second fixture in the second half of the season, and Calvin Ramsey's had 15 appearances, sort of thing, you know, 10 starts for the team, and Trent's unavailable for that City game, I'd rather have him in there instead of Milner because Milner just got torched for speed and. You'd like to think that this young kid's got, you know, a little bit more turn of mm. pace on him than Milner does.
1: Well, G10 says and I'm not just ki- not just kicking ox. Katie should be upgraded too. Well, look, I'm not gonna heavy player in the squad, but what I'm saying is realistically, you're probably looking at like Kev said, one out, one in. You know, then all of a sudden you're looking at five, six players coming in the summer. Well, I don't think it's needed. You know, I agree on the solid thing next summer. I possibly agree you know, Milner next summer. But I think you probably have Henderson's gonna step into that kind of role for me, in my opinion, next summer. You know, th- there's probably two or three you would need to do next summer. But two or three is okay. We've done two or three this summer. It's I, I just I just like people's views on it. Um Ash, what's your take on
2: it? I reckon the club's playing forty chess, personally. I reckon they're just going about their business saying, Yeah, we're done. You know, but they're not, I'm, they're not
1: actively going to tell you they're looking for... No, is that, looking that's for what I mean. I think
2: like, they're just going to turn around and go, right, we're done. You know, that's it. We're not looking for another midfielder because otherwise prices get inflated. They're not stupid. I think it's it's not, it's not a secret that we're actively looking for a midfielder, whether it's this season or next season. I don't think it's much of a secret who that person is, neither. I think we all can name who it is. I think half the press can name who it is. It's just going to be Jude Bellingham, And... A lot of people are turning around saying we should get it done this summer. I would love for us to get it done this summer. I don't see why not. But I do think it all depends on, uh, or not say Chamberlain, first and foremost. Um, as you can see, he's surplus of requirements, can't get into the squad. When he is, he doesn't put much of a shift in. Um, but going back to what people were saying that in the midfield was to blame. Well, Alisson made a blunder against Spurs, which cost us two points and he was our player of the season. Is that, and all of a sudden, apparently, that's the midfield sport, is it? But no one seems to recognise that. But I understand there's going to be surgery. And like you lot have all pointed out, everyone's getting one year older. Milner's going to be probably going. Um, Henderson to fill that role. I think midfield will be the key areas next season. But I would love to get better than them this summer, without a doubt. Uh, it all it all depends on what happens with obviously chamberlain Reports are saying that he's going to stay. Liverpool are willing to keep him, but again, it's I reckon it's just a club playing 4 D chess.
1: Yeah, I I'd, I I'd, I'd love Bellingham. I think if you if you had a price that you could get him at, I just think it's more of a case of Dortmund are willing to say, look, we could get a hundred for him now, but we get eighty next summer. We're willing to go one more year with him and take that twenty million quid here, you know the sort of way. Um, it'll be interesting. But I kinda think Liverpool don't do anything if a midfielder doesn't live. And part of me would go, Yeah, seven there. Fair enough. Um but I understand like wanting to approve. But I, I don't I don't I don't run my my opinion off, Oh, we lost the league because of midfield or look, pick all these games and look what happened. You know, I'm kinda going, No. Um we put up 92 points. There's various issues around games that we drop points. Um, Centre Hall's being bullied at Brentford Bram- by being won. Um, You know, and uh, the way I kind of look at it is I go, can we improve it? Yes. What do we need to happen? We probably need him to live. But the fact he's on, if he had two years left on this deal, I think it would be way, much e- way easier because he's not going to sit yeah. for two. You know, he'd probably go, I'm not sitting here for two. Okay, I'll... There's a move there, I can take it, I can get decent money and I can, you know, Alex Oxley Chamberlain probably has ambitions to get back in the England squad and stuff like that. So, um look, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to do this every week Um and on top of that, if Liverpool do sign anybody or anything big happens, we'll come back during the week and do a second show on it. Um But it's once a week as it stands. Um David Lynch hinting tonight the club feel we won't be able to match the wages others will offer Bellingham. No, we won't. But that's not news. Uh, that's, that's not yeah. news. us. Like, Liverpool, Liverpool will go in and offer 200 grand a week to Joe Bellingham. You right? can be guaranteed PSG, Man City, Newcastle, Manchester United. Them four would easily double that. No problem. No, maybe not Man United. They probably won't go that high. But PSG, City and, and um, Newcastle most certainly would. You know the sort of way. That's not news. that we won't match. We, we don't go out to match the wages of others. We just yeah. don't. Do you know what I mean? We commit a lot of money to wages, we commit a lot of money to bonuses. But it's not news that Liverpool won't match Man City or PSG in in um wages for Joe Bellingham. It's just it's just not news. Um Ma, anything else before we go?
0: No, it's uh it's fun coming on here and sharing my complete and utter lack of knowledge with the entire world. So another fun show.
1: Same, same, I'm the same. Yeah. Um ash anything else before we go
2: um i don't know if it's got mentioned or might have missed it but conor brad has left the club It's gone yes. to Bolton on loan for the season Bolton yeah um i reckon that would be good for him as yeah. development going um, i think that's probably got something to do with Jay spear I reckon with that links with Bolton as well, and that might have been a bit of a bit of an influence with which club. But I wish the lad good luck. I think he showed is that he's going to be a, a pretty decent player. Uh, whether he makes a cut, who knows? Anything can happen. And with Trent at right back and now Ramsey as well. So, but other than that, no. Thanks for having me on, Gav. Pleasure as always. Um, yeah, seventy-two more days, as Kev said earlier. I'm sure there's going to be more
1: fumes on Twitter, so I can't wait for that. It'll feel like 270 days, (laughs) won't it? Yeah. Kev, anything else before we go? Uh,
3: It's going to be a crazy week this week. This week and next week, I think, are going to be mental. You're going to see a load of moves happening all over the show. Mm. Um, I think it'll take one phone call. You'll see one phone call could change everything. And we'll just see what happens. It's going to be a crazy window. It really is
1: it really is and the closer it gets to the final day of it you will have clubs of every our fans of every club and I include liverpool and everyone else around going possibly we didn't do enough because that's literally how football fans work and then come the early august we would be all flying well early august we be flying and then the window doesn't close to the 34 doesn't it so you end up with like three weeks ago and, we didn't do a fuck enough like come on sign someone sign someone and then nothing really happens and then you just get on with the season it's amazing how quick the transfer window is forgotten about isn't it once yeah. it's over it's like ah oh, fuck it you know come on let's play football like, give um, it a week
3: once it closes and they'll start talking about the, jan- the January window yeah again. the January <laughs> window is the one
1: yeah. Red Steve says what's tomorrow's draft Gav pick 11 players you don't like I'm back in Kev um, <laughs> the draft tomorrow I don't know who's on it and I don't know what the draft is about but um, between now and probably 6 o'clock tomorrow even I'll have the people in place and I will have the draft in place. They won't know the rules. They'll turn up and then it'll all be dropped on them and they'll give out for an hour to an hour and a half and then we'll all go home. That's how it usually works. Um, that has been uh, NTK, No Transfer Knowledge from the LFC day trippers. Falecon is our charity partner. It is a brilliant charity. Check out the link in the description to read all about them. Check the second link in the description to donate. Um, genuinely, we're, we're we're waiting on donations to come in where we go over eight grand, so we're down to our last two thousand. Come on. You know what I mean? Two grand between us all, come on. Do you know what I mean? We can do it. Um get there as quick as we possibly can. And um, as I said, the links are all in the description for you to help out, share, wherever it might be. Um there was one other um thing I wanted to mention. We did do a tweet today about a young kid called Fay. Faye is seven years of age, um needs treatment on it's listen it's a disease i can't describe um i can't even you know pronounce so um but she's seven years of age she needs up one hundred thousand euros um to get the treatment she needs it's absolutely flying today it was launched about seven hours ago and i think they nearly got 20 grand so if you can go on to her twitter um it's on there you can go on read about it Um, it explains everything on the gofundme page and if you want to donate you can if not share it as as well and look um if if we get the ten grand with Falacon and we and Faye still needs help, we'll take Faye on as our next um mission, as as they would say. But at the moment it's absolutely flying. And I hope we don't have to take it on. I hope by the time we get to Failocon, it's ten grand, that girl has the hundred thousand. And the only reason they need the hundred thousand is because they can't get the um medical help in Ireland, which isn't mental um in nowadays. and um, we'll have to probably travel to the States. Um, But that's been it. Um, Sorry for going on about the charity stuff again. Well, I'm not really. But um, two grand left. Let's go. That's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast
0: Network.